Chapter 1 Lotario de Conti of Segni The old man finally died on 8 January 1198. Anticipating trouble, some of the cardinals retired immediately to the fortified Septizonium Monastery on the Palatine Hill to prepare for the election. Others, including the young cardinal deacon Lotario de Conti of Segni, went first to the funeral in the Basilica Nova in the Forum, then proceeded to the Septizonium. Once gathered, the twenty or so cardinals celebrated a Mass of the Holy Spirit, bowing to one another in ritualized humility and exchanging the kiss of peace. They elected examiners to tally the votes and then submitted their secret ballots. The examiners reported the results. Four names had been listed, but Lotario had received more votes than any other. Lotario moved his chair away from the other cardinals to let them speak more freely. No one challenged his character or his learning, at least not openly, but he was, after all, only thirty-seven. As they spoke, three doves penetrated the hall, and one came to rest near Lotario's chair. The cardinals were not credulous men, nor were they inclined to surrender their right of election to a supposed divine intervention. Still, the descent of the dove, the whitest of the three, made its impression and perhaps gave them the courage to place youth and vigor on the chair of Peter. The election was done. For reasons we do not know, they called him innocent. The cheering crowd of clergy and laity who waited outside joined Letario and the cardinals in a ragged procession back down to the Basilica Nova and then up the long hill to the Basilica of St. John Lateran, now to become Letario's Episcopal Church. There, a red cloak was placed on his shoulders and at the entrance of the church he sat for a moment in the seat of dung to enact the words of Psalm 113, Raising up the needy from the earth and lifting up the poor out of the dunghill, that he may make him sit with princes. Here, Innocent threw handfuls of coins to the assembled crowd as a symbol of the fact that the wealth controlled by the papacy was to be used for the service of others. As the scola chanted the Te Deum, he entered the church and sat on the patriarchal throne. The cardinals led a procession of upper clergy to prostrate themselves at his feet and receive the embrace of peace. He was then led to the chapel of St. Sylvester to sit on two marble chairs on either side of the entrance. Again, coins were thrown to the crowd, and he received the keys to the Lateran and other symbols of authority. Lotario de Conti of Segni, who was not yet a priest, was now Pope Innocent III. The ancient Via Casalina runs east and a little south from Rome, following a fertile plain that stretches between two lines of hills in the area known as the Campania. As one leaves Rome, the Alban hills rise on the right, revealing some, but concealing many more, of their hilltop towns and fortresses. Frascati, Montaportio, Rocca Prioria, Tusculum. Many of the fortifications rest on huge irregular stones first dragged into place long before there was a Rome. On the left of the Via Casalina, about twenty-five kilometers from Rome, Palestrina rises in terraces, its Christian monuments dwarfed by the remnants of the ancient shrine of fortune. Another twenty-five kilometers further, still on the left, Agnani stands high on its own hill, providing a good view of the next hilltop town in the series, Ferentino, about ten kilometers further on. On the other side of the plain, across from Agnani and about two hundred meters higher, stands the little town of Segni. The city of Rome, this plain of the Via Casalina, and the hilltop towns of Segni on the right and Palestrina, Agnani, and Ferentino on the left 
made up the environment where Lotario of Segni began his life and lived most of it. Born in 1160 or early 1161 in the castle of Gavignano, just below Segni, he entered the world well-placed. His father, Tresmondo, was of the Comtal family of Segni, and his mother, Clarice, was from the Scotti, a patrician family of Rome. Family wealth was to make possible an excellent education for Lotario in Rome, Paris, and Bologna, and then to enable him as a cardinal to refurbish churches in central Italy. For Lotario, as for everyone else of his day, family connections were the measure of one's place in the world and the instrument for improving that place.